0: Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and click subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Mark chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. He entered again in the synagogue... And there was a man there whose hand was withered they watched him whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day that they might accuse him now again these troublemakers show up these guys it seemed were relentless what was their problem with Christ after all wasn't Jesus doing good things sure but that really wasn't the point you see the issue was power, prestige, and position. Their power and their prestige and their position. And they were protecting such with all the defense they could muster. It seems that the Pharisees still exist today, for even now they condemn and ridicule and they wait and they watch. They seek and out any and every opportunity to accuse another of anything they perceive as contrary to their legalism. John 1520 says, If they persecuted me, then they will also persecute you. There was you see at that time a lengthy list of rules that pertained to the Sabbath, and Jesus, it seemed, was breaking them. However, ultimately, It wasn't the rules they were defending, but rather themselves. Verse 3 says, And he said to the men, or said to the man whose hand was withered, Stand up. Jesus now turns his attention to these uh, men, or this man before him, with the withered hand. Jesus makes a request of him. A request very similar to that which he had made when he called the apostles. He looks to this man and says, essentially, step forward. When all of the Calvinism and Arminianism arguments are spent, when man finally stops arguing over whether it's God's sovereignty or man's free will, we are left with this. Where Jesus calls to us and says, Follow me. Jesus looks to us and says, Step forward. What follows thereafter would be all Jesus. However, there's no question that at the onset, we are being asked to actually move. Peter answered and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And so he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Verse 4 of our text says, And he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath day to do good or to do harm, to save a life or to kill? But they were silent. Jesus now gets to the point. None of the legalistic denominational rules matter when Jesus sets out to do his work. The question Jesus asked in this verse was a simple one. Yet these men were not interested in a spiritual dialogue, no. They thought it was wrong for him to perform a miracle of healing on the Sabbath but not wrong for them apparently to plan his destruction on the Sabbath. Jesus was simply doing what he always did, healing the lives and the bodies and the souls of men and women. And the Sabbath, it seems, was as good a day as in. Verse 5. When he had looked around at them with anger, being grieved at the hardening of their hearts, he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored as healthy as the other. Please notice here that Jesus was, according to the text, angry. Now that conflicts with our oft preconception, doesn't it? Paul spoke of a righteous anger in Ephesians 4.26, but he also tells us that it's possible to be angry and yet not sin in that anger. Jesus was grieved at the hardness of their hearts. It pained him to see such obstinacy. When a man plants his feet in such a manner, it is difficult to reach his heart. Again, Jesus asked something of the man. He says, stretch out your hand. In his obedience and in his action, God moved. Despite their hardness, God was still going to do his work. Verse 6 of our text says, Then the Pharisees went out and immediately conspired with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. So in their hard-hearted hatred for this Messiah, the Pharisees responded to his loving act of healing by plotting his murder. And their desperation showed in the fact, in that they joined forces with the Herodians and their bitter foes. These Herodians were Jews who had given their support to the occupying Romans. They were hated by nearly everyone, well, except, of course, the Herods, the people in power in that day. Verse 7 says, Jesus withdrew to the sea with his disciples, and a great multitude followed him from Galilee, from Judea, from Jerusalem, from Idumea, beyond the Jordan, and those from around Tyre and Sidon. A great multitude, hearing what great things He did, came to Him. Twice in these verses is the phrase great multitude. In a short period of time Jesus had inadvertently become famous. The crowds had begun to gather now when word spread concerning the great things he was doing. It is often the very works of God that brings the true seekers to the feet of Jesus. Jesus had pulled back from the masses, taking his apostles aside for a much-needed respite, no doubt. Despite the fact that there were already forces out to kill him, we can rest assured that his withdrawal was not out of fear. For when those in power finally did take Jesus, what did he state? He said, Wasn't I daily in the temple amongst you? No, he was not running away in fear. Jesus knew he was safe until the time came for the scriptures to be fulfilled. More than once, when the crowds rose up to kill him, he supernaturally, quote, passed through the midst of them, end quote. Oh, if he had needed to, he could have done so daily. That was our daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim or JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.